What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, like we see every week, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope these services are very helpful. And for those of you that continue to share these services with your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. People are tuning in from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. We cannot tell you how much that blesses the church and it blesses our community. It allows us to help more people and love more people and feed more people and serve more people. Thank you so much for allowing this ministry to be a blessing to our community because of your generosity. And you know what? Speaking of our community and our lives, sometimes our life can feel very, very uncertain, and sometimes we just go with it. And so today we continue with our current series entitled, I Want to Know Because I Need to Know. And let me just explain this series to you in this way. Sometimes in life, you and I just don't know where to start. And the reason why we don't know where to start is because of what we've been through, what our mind has been through, what our thoughts has been through, what our emotions have been through, what our connections and relationships with other people have been through, what our perspective on the future has been through. Sometimes in this life, there are certain things that we want to know because there are certain things that we need to know, and we need to know these things because of what life has put us through. And speaking of life, I'd like to set up today's message in this way because life can kind of hit you at times. Out of our control, out of my control, out of your control. About two months ago, Ms. Kelly and Ms. Lisa approached me about an opportunity they came across to minister to some people in our community. They came across this need at an apartment complex. One day they were there and they were just delivering a couple of meals that people had said some people had needed at this apartment complex. And when they brought the meals there, when they were leaving, all the kids that lived there just ran out to them and rushed them at their vehicles and hugging on them and loving on them. And they were hungry. And then Kelly told me, she said, you know what? She goes, when these kids are in school, they get meals at school. But a lot of times when these kids during the summertime are not in school, they really don't have anything to eat and they don't get much to eat. She goes, Tony, these kids are starving. She goes, we need to bring about 75 meals out there. She says, if I could do that about two or three times a week, and then on Fridays, if we could bring just fruit baskets and snacks out there, would that be okay? Could we start asking for donations and could we get volunteers to help us go out there and feed these children? So they're constantly sending me pictures of these children that they're feeding who are starving and hungry during the summertime who can't go to school and get meals. And so I said, absolutely. And so we have people that help. We have people that give. We have people that volunteer. But as I was thinking about all of this, because this is going on right now, currently in our community, and Miss Kelly and Miss Lisa and her team and people at the Water's Edge are serving right now these children in our community. But we have to understand there's something else going on here. Studies tell us Research tells us, facts tell us, statistics tell us, experts tell us, and yes, even the scriptures teach us and they let us know this important truth. But let me set that up in this way. In Acts chapter 20, the missionary Paul is speaking some, to some disciples in a place called Ephesus or modern day Turkey. And he's talking to them about how he and his team have been there working hard to serve them, to love them, to give of themselves to them, and how they went there with the desire and the motivation to work hard to serve them and love them and give them love and how that was their joy. And then he says this, and notice this today in Acts chapter 20, verses 35 through 37. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. He says, and I have been 
been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. Now, there's a very important truth that we need to get uh, to here. But first, let me just kind of walk through this passage. The first thing I want you to see is this. Notice how he sets the example of helping people in need, loving people in need, serving people in need, and not living in a selfish way. It's very key that we recognize that. The first thing was this. He set the example of serving people in need by not living in a selfish way. And he was working hard to serve them in need. Next in this passage, I want you to notice this. They were obviously heartbroken when he left. Why? Because he made them feel loved, important, wanted, accepted, valued. He made them understand they were so valuable. They were children of God. And so he did that by serving them and loving them. They were heartbroken when he had to leave. Next is this. Notice what he says. It is more blessed. And that word blessed means happy and joyful. He says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Or in other words, you will find more joy and happiness in giving than receiving. So what's this one truth that studies tell us, research tells us, facts, statistics, experts, and yes, even the scriptures teach us this one amazing truth. Well, this is what it is. And remember this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. The happiest people that you know and the most joyful people that you will ever meet in this life are people who simply volunteer and serve. And please don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not propaganda. And let me explain to you what I mean in this way. We all know that a part of someone's learning process, growing process, discipleship process, and mental healing process, emotional healing process, and spiritual healing process always involves serving, stepping outside of yourself, giving to others, loving others, serving others. And this is why we not only teach this at the water's edge because we know this is a part of your discipleship process and your healing process. And so we not only teach that serving brings you more peace, joy, and happiness, but we also provide opportunities for people to serve. If you're looking to take that step in your life to give and to serve, you can find that here. For instance, notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. We have Sunday morning opportunities, which involves cafe, hospitality, greeters, security teams, kids' church, nursery, and then we have opportunities to volunteer and serve during the week and be servanthood leaders in youth group, our young adult college group, our food pantry ministry, our homeless ministry, and then we have special community projects like when we give away gas cards or when we feed kids or block parties or clothes giveaways. You can certainly take that step here. You can serve here. You can give here. You can step outside of yourself here. You can be a part of something bigger than yourself here. You can be a part of a team that's a part of something bigger than yourself here. And all of that will help you find joy. But again, don't hear what I'm not saying because we're not saying this, that to find joy or to help you find joy and happiness and peace, that the water's edge is the only place to serve at or the only place to give to or the only place to be a part of or the only place to give yourself to, that this is the only place. No, no, no. What we're talking about today is not about this place. It's about something else. It's about you and me 
giving of ourselves because that is a part of our healing journey. And you can do that in many different ways. It doesn't always have to be here. You can do that in your neighborhood. You can do that with some close friends that are going through a tough time. You can do that at other churches, other pantries, other community projects. You can do that in the local schools in their programs. You can adopt kids at Christmas time. You name it. That's really the point. There's opportunities to serve all around us. And if you do, this is truth. And remember this today. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. You will discover more joy, purpose, and happiness in your life's journey. By the way, this truly does help you move past things like this. If you're having a hard time moving past things like this, this one thing will help you do that. And remember this, if you want to move past your anger, resentment, jealousy, envy, and betrayal. Why? Why does this help you move past these things? Because you're not so focused on yourself. And honestly, all these things are just about you and yourself anyway. A couple of years ago, a social researcher by the name of Elizabeth Dunn, who's a social researcher and a psychology expert, who's also a researcher in her lab specifically about what gives people joy and what makes people happy. And I heard her speak one time about how her and her team was helping a homeless family relocate to a place of safety and they put them in a home and they were really invested in this process and serving this homeless family. And afterwards, this is what she said about her research and about serving and about joy and happiness, that giving time, love, compassion, energy, resources, and volunteering, serving other people, when it's a cause, a passion, a concern, a connection that you have for this need or for this group or maybe for just then one person when you feel connected to the point where you can serve and visibly see the small differences that you're making. When you can get plugged in and serve to the point where you can visibly see the small differences you are making in the lives of people or maybe a community, it's that type of serving that increases your joy and happiness and moves you past those things that you need to heal in your soul, in your mind, in your heart, and in your emotions. It's really about position in our life. You know, when you play sports, if you want to do that right and do that well and be a success in advance, you always have to start in the right position. If you want to hit the baseball better and more effectively, you have to start in the right position. If you want to pitch better, you have to start in the right position. If you want to shoot three-pointers better or free throws better, if you want to get better rebounds, you have to start in the right position. And so it's all about position in sports, but it's also about position in life and serving other people and giving of yourself places you in the correct position to catch more joy, more happiness. And this is why I'm actually bringing this up in this series because this is something that you and I need to know. We need to know that giving of ourselves produces more joy and happiness. And really, why do you need to know that? Because you do need to know that. Well, this is why. We need to know it because let's be honest, we all want happiness and joy and peace. And so deep down, because we all want happiness and joy and peace, then we want to know this because we need to know this because this is what we need. And so again, the happiest people that you know and the most joyful people that you will absolutely ever meet in this life are people who volunteer and serve. And if you want to be included in this group of people who are working 
on increasing their happiness and their joy and their peace, then step outside of yourself, give of yourself, and help meet people's needs and make a difference. But what does that have to do with what else is on your mind right now? Because something else is on your mind right now. That's why you tuned in. That's why you showed up. That's why you're trying to look to God today. And so today, as we continue with this series, this is the question that I want us to look at in this moment because this is the other thing that's really on your mind today. If you're still with me, Sam, so still with you. When certain areas of my future and life feel uncertain, what do I do in the meantime? And this is what we mean so we can be specific and notice this today. When certain aspects of our future and life feel uncertain, then that can make us feel very unsafe. And we all know what we mean. It's very difficult to feel settled and safe when your financial life and future feels uncertain, when your health future feels uncertain, when your family life and future, when your love life and future, when your children's life and future, or just when your future feels uncertain. How does this not weigh heavy on your mind? How does this not weigh heavy on your heart? How does does not produce the temptation to drag you down? And how does this not create a relentless inner dialogue when deep down, if we're honest, we know some days it feels like I know, but other days it feels like I just don't know where this area of my life is going to end up or where that area of my life is going to end up, or what's going to happen to my stuff, or what's going to happen to my family, or what's going to happen to my community, or what's going to happen to my health, or what's going to happen to my job, or what's going to happen to my faith. It's very hard to feel safe and settled when you really don't know when you're living in the meantime. And so let's just be honest about something today. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Remember this. There are some seasons in life when you just cannot escape living in limbo in uncertainty, in the meantime. Again, following God does not cause you to eliminate all the unsafe feelings and all the uncertainty and all the suffering in our life. Following Christ actually helps you endure through those things and move through those things. So if there's certain areas in your life right now that's making you feel uncertain, unsafe and unsettled about where your life is gonna end up, what's the one thing among other things that you can do in the meantime to help anchor your happiness, to help anchor your joy, and help anchor your peace. Well, this is the big idea for today. And so notice this and remember this. If you find yourself living in the meantime and you feel uncertain and unsafe because you don't know where certain areas of your life is going to end up, then do this to anchor your joy and happiness. Serve. Volunteer. Step outside of yourself, give of yourself, serve someone, serve a group of people, serve some friends who are hurting, serve with some friends, other people who are struggling, get plugged in, give love, give time, give passion, give resources, give when you can, but give of yourself and step outside of yourself. There's an old saying that goes like this, if you want joy for an hour, take a nap. If you want joy for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, win the lottery. But if you want joy for a lifetime, help somebody. For centuries, the greatest thinkers and the most spiritual thinkers have all said this one thing, and this is what it is. And notice this, joy is found 
in helping others. And Jesus, as we follow him, he tries to teach us this every single step of the way. It is more blessed to give than to receive. You will have more joy and happiness if you give than if you receive, which means the opposite is also true. Sometimes when you and I are at our lowest, it's because in those moments, we are primarily focused on ourselves and on ourselves only and what we're not receiving or what we're not getting. But now if you're gonna apply this to your life as we follow Jesus, it's important to understand something and notice this today. Serving others can make us feel depleted, taken advantage of, and so we must do it with wisdom. And so very quickly today, as we close, let me give you some very practical steps, some very real life steps, and some very wise steps to take as you step outside of yourself and serve others and give of yourselves to others so we can do this in a wise way. The first thing is this, have a passion for it. It's really not how much you serve or give, it's how much passion and love you pour into serving and giving. And so when you decide to step outside of yourself and give your life to something, make sure that you believe in it. One of the reasons why I love serving here at the Water's Edge is because I see what we do and I believe in it. And so when I serve here, I have a passion for it and it increases my joy because I can see what's happening. Next is this, give your time without taking away from the people who count on you every single day. Serve, give, love, share, step outside of yourself, but make sure you find joy in it at the end of the day and not depletion or burnout because at the end of the day, there are people in your life who need you the most. And by the way, people don't burn out by giving other people love. People burn out by trying to be a big shot and draw attention to themselves. And so don't do it for the wrong reasons. And the last is this. Serve out of a desire to make a difference and not to avoid guilt or image control. Make sure that when you give of yourself, you do it with the right heart and with the right motivations because honestly, making a difference is what gives us joy. And so as we close today, notice what Jesus says about serving in the right motivation. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Matthew chapter six, verses one through four. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others or you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do it as the hypocrites do, blowing your trumpets in the synagogues or tooting your own horn in the streets to call attention to their acts of charity or service. I'll tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get, and that was a few hand claps in public. But when you give to someone in need, you don't even, you don't even need to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Don't give of yourself so other people can admire you. Don't give of yourself to get all the guilt from your past, or maybe even the present, off of your back. And you think, man, this is the way to make me feel better about all the things I've done to hurt people. Don't give of yourself so you can build some image that you try to put out there and so you can control how other people see you. Do it because you love God and love people and God will reward you. But what is God gonna reward you with? He's gonna increase your happiness and joy because it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so lastly, I wanna leave you with this today and remember this, if you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. The reward is growing more joy and more peace while you're waiting in the meantime for life to make more sense. If you're stuck in the meantime right now, 
and it feels like everything is uncertain and you just don't know where certain areas of your life are gonna end up and it's causing this chaos in your soul, if you want to anchor your joy and happiness, serve, give, love. And when you do in the meantime, it'll increase your joy. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for joining in. We absolutely love you. We cannot wait to see you back next week.